and I know we're a day late, but uh, we didn't get in till late last night. How are you doing, Cynthia? Did you get enough rest and getting home early? Honey, get home. I think you're in snow right now in Ohio, right? When we're happy, Wednesday. We're a day late. Uh, not on, not on uh, purpose, but it's just the way that our schedules have kind of gone. Hope you guys have had a great week. Uh, we just got back from Galveston. You're told, how cold is it there right now? Can you tell me? How cold? That pretty, pretty, uh, I know you flew into snow, so gosh, you went from extremes, man. You went from the beach back to snow. Holy smokes. So yeah, but we had a great time. Uh, we had a leadership conference up there and got together, found out what God wanted us to do. And so we're back, excited, ready to rock. Hope you are too. I know everybody's exhausted right now. 41 freeze warnings tonight. Wow. Fascinating. Wow. You did fly in from extremes, but we had a great time. Uh, God spoke and we're excited. God showed up mightily. We're super, super excited about what God's getting ready to do. But um, I hope you're doing well this week. And I want to encourage everybody because I could sense even when we left, we left exhausted. And I know we're not the only teams that are out there. They're absolutely exhausted right now. Um, with regard to where the nation's at, uh, where we're at individually, um, and just trying to stay abreast of what's going on in the nation and whatnot. Um, but, you know, God is still, we're in a test, and I do have a revelation for you about what's going on, by the way, because I had a dream when I was down at the beach, and it has to do with the nation. And so it has to do with everything that's going on right now, everything, everywhere we're walking, everything that's going on around us in the nation, everything that's going on around us with witchcraft. Um we're peeking out. Uh, we're in the middle of October, the 19th of October. So obviously they're amping up. Enemies amping up and uh, ramping up witchcraft against you. A lot of early death assignments coming at leaders right now. By And their enemy is using, believe it or not, it's not just the occult. The occult, they're not stupid. you got to understand this. They're going to use you against yourself. That's the enemy's main objective. If he doesn't want to do the dirty work, he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. So he uses you against yourself. And when you don't get free, then you're prime pickings for the enemy to utilize your vessel um, to destroy yourself. And if you're a Christian or you're a fake Christian, whatever it is, if it's bad if you're a fake Christian because of the fact that most likely you don't understand spiritual laws. You don't understand how the uh, Bible works and how the enemy can get you to break so many spiritual laws that you destroy your life. You destroy your life because you always reap what you sow. That's why you're supposed to bless and not curse. You don't use the word of God for unholy purposes. You don't mix the holy with the unholy. You will reap what you sow. I'm telling you, the enemy knows this. He's very, very astute. He used to guard the throne of God. And so the occult knows this. And they are trying to get you off their back because intercession has been so effective in the nation. So they're trying to distract right now. They're trying to, they're releasing blanket spells. That's what I've been seeing. They're releasing blanket spells over intercessors and front runners to get us distracted, uh, to get infighting going. Um, let me see what else they've been doing. Gosh, oh gosh. No, we're not doing that. Um, but to get infighting going to where uh, people are praying against each other and breaking spiritual laws, things like that. And so it's, you know, it's whatever you get into and whatever you stay abreast of. If you're following the Lord, you're going to do exactly what he's telling you to do. And most likely love's not going to tell you to do stuff like that. So hopefully you're hearing him. Hopefully you're following him. And hopefully you're faring a lot better than some that I'm hearing from in this hour. But witchcraft. Hey, Ida. Good afternoon, man, everybody. I, I know on way early, everybody's probably in their lunch hour. They can probably catch me afterwards. But um, witchcraft is definitely hitting leadership with early death assignments. And um they're using fake Christians to do this. So that's another part of their strategy. Um, and this is basically people that think that they have covenant with God, but they have no real relationship. And so they operate in Jezebel. So Jezebel is peaking. We're seeing that operate in a lot of people right now. And, and this is something that I saw actually 25 years ago where I started observing that spirit of Jezebel. If you don't know anything about Jezebel, it's the front runner for the Antichrist spirit. Jesus Christ is the front runner for the body basically but if you know the spirit of elijah elijah was also the front runner for jesus christ it was john the baptist so the prophetic movement is going to be reverting back to elijah then or elijah that prophetic that true prophetic that's operating on people operating in love it's the one that's really heading off 
Jezebel. And it's the one that's raising up in the sour to fight Jezebel. And so that's what we're seeing rise up right now. And so the main spirit we're going to be fighting is that spirit of Jezebel and Ahab. If wherever you find a Jezebel is where you're going to find an Ahab. And so if the witchcraft is high, then you can anticipate Jezebel being in there somewhere, praying against you somewhere. And so Lord's saying, if you don't know how to battle it, you're going to have to learn how to battle it because Jezebel's the mother of witchcraft. She's also the mother of religion. So if you're operating under the apparatus of religion, you got Jezebel, you got a double whammy going on. You got to get some freedom there. But darkness, if you let it stay, it'll overtake your mind. And I've told you, as the light gets lighter, the darkness is getting darker. Okay, so it's it's key in this hour to learning how to battle effectively, not just learning a new way to pray. That's not the key. Everybody, and I'm going to get into that here in a second. This isn't the time just for you to garner new tools. The tools aren't going to do anything for you if you don't have love. That's what the Lord showed me today. He said, you know, let them go after whatever they want to go after. He goes, it, it's not going to do them any good because your faith won't work without love. And so all you're going to be doing is becoming a clanging symbol and making a lot of noise. And it's a lot of noise in the spirit where you're not getting anything back if you don't have love, which also means you have to practice it. You have to practice love in order to be effective. So it's becoming more like Christ, hopefully, and not just like a spirit of religion or a fake person, a plastic piece of Christianity. But the Lord says, as the light gets lighter, the darkness gets darker, darker. And if you don't get free from it, it'll overtake your mind. And you'll begin to do dark things that will pull you away from Christ and his love and protection. So this is key for this hour. It's key for understanding where God's taking you. Um, let me see. God was showing me that we're living in a time where we're seeing the best of people and the very, very worst of people. It's starting to manifest. People that you never dreamed would behave badly, we're seeing it happen. It's nothing new. It's just what to expect. It's the times we live in. So what we're seeing is how witchcraft in the past has affected those who thought they were okay with doing the things the old way or staying the same. And now we're seeing witchcraft overtake them. And so they're thinking that they were hearing God or that they were on time. But if you stayed praying the same old way and didn't get your heart cleaned up at the same time, you've lost firepower. This is what we're seeing. It's kind of like the 10 virgins, five got kept their oil lamp, lamps lit. The other five didn't. And then they're like, whoa, what happened? How'd that happen? Well, you chose to stay the same. And so I can't walk your walk for you. You have to make choices and I don't make choices for you. I just make choices for my vessel and what I'm choosing to do for the Lord. So deliverance is key. Realigning with love is key on each level. As you move closer to love, hopefully, and the key to advancing is through love. That's the key to the whole conversation. It's, it's getting deeper into love. And it's interesting because today I was going to get coffee. I go get coffee every morning. It's my time with the Lord just to think and listen. And the Lord was saying, you know, as we come to the end of the age and as my as I begin to draw closer to those who are getting cleaned up and making room for me, that's the whole purpose of deliverance is making room for him. Because he, he's not, he can't dwell where your sin is. He can't dwell where your bloodline cursings are at. So you're making room for him to come in and dwell and tabernacle over your vessel. But the Lord told me today, he said, you know, we're, we've got a whole lot of people that have been doing church as usual, thinking it's going to be business as usual. And this is a very, very different season. It's a very, very different season where God's saying, you've never been this way before. You've never done this before. So it's going to take you doing things a new way in order to step into the love of God or into the power of God. And God's saying, it's my way, his way, or hit the highway. That's what he's saying. And so this is why he's telling us, and it's why Jesus said, I only do and pray what I hear my father saying. And I heard one of my mentors tell me, she said, you want to get your prayers answered? Only pray what you hear God saying. Don't pray your flesh. Don't play with you. don't pray what's in your heart because your heart needs to get cleaned up. And so God's like, attain his heart, get his heart. So that's that's where we're at. So deliverance is key. Realigning with love is key on each level. Um, and it's the key for advancing because even learning the new ways of prayer and the courts won't get you there unless you practice God in his ways. And if especially if you mix the holy with the unholy. And the Lord's saying, if you do that in this hour, if you're mixing the holy, we have a lot of people practicing 
witchcraft. And I'm not going to call it Christian. It's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. When you start praying your flesh over other people and mixing the holy with the unholy, the Lord said these exact words to me today. He said, when you do this, my goodness, you've just put a target on your own back for God's judgment because God is not tolerating vessels demanding to play God in this hour. Because we're near the end of times and God's Spirit's showing up mightily on vessels who are getting cleaned up, which is why you can't beat them. When people are trying to come against, and that's something else, the level of arrogance that I'm seeing right now, the level of arrogance on vessels, where people think that, um, pardon me, and, and things that you would never have the guts to do to somebody's face. And if you did, you might get clocked. I'm being serious. I'm just going to be who I am. But I'm, I'm, this, I'm this way behind the camera, and I'm this way in front of the camera, and God loves me the way I am. He made me. But I'm telling you, a lot of you do these things behind the camera thinking that nobody's ever going to catch you, but God's watching you. And God's like, you're about to get judged because judgment is at the door. Judgment is here right now. And we're about to see things start taking off and people starting to drop dead like the prophets are saying they would because they're doing things their own way. And God's saying, you're putting a target on your back by doing these things. And a lot of you have no reverential fear of the Lord. You don't. You don't fear what he can do to you. You think, eh, I'm God over everybody else's life. I've played God for this long. He hasn't done anything to me yet. And God's like, really? 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 And he's sitting back going, really? Just because I haven't done anything to you yet. But that's a conversation between you and God. I'm not going to get in your business. You just keep walking your walk and God bless you. But so for those operating in the flesh, or who try, the Lord says, you're going to find yourself getting whipped all over the battlefield by God himself. That's what's happening because you're seeing God show up on vessels. And, and this is a different type of firepower. It's a different type of firepower. So again, that's between you and God. You can stay praying your little old way and I'll keep moving with God his way. But Lord's saying, I'm not going to tolerate usurping my authority and the spirit. And I'm blessing those who've been obedient. The Lord says, remember, again, we're all at varying levels of the spirit. And we have to respect the Lord on a vessel, no matter if you like the vessel or not. So, you know, it's interesting. I got in last night and um, I was I was really tired. We were all really tired, but we had such a great time. And uh, it was such a productive time in the Lord. And he really showed up. But and like I've never seen, I haven't seen God show up like that uh, with the weighty presence of God, probably in about 20 years. And I was absolutely floored. But um, when I got in, I I have these like people that fly up in my feed. And Jesse Duplantis is one of my favorites. I like him because he's authentic. He is who he is behind the camera and as he is in front of the camera. And God loves him. And despite what you may think in this hour, um, God is raising up really, he's raising up truth prophets in a half. And, and they're very little, we're all a little bit rough around the edges. And so it's, it's just like, it is what it is, but he's made us the way that we are because of the way society is in today's times and the way that, um, you may not think we look like, sound like, or serving God, but only God knows the heart. And so I was listening to Pastor Duplantis's message and he was talking about sometimes we don't like people. You may not like people, but you have to respect the Lord on their life because you're not putting your mouth on Dr. Moore's head. You're not. It's not about me, but it's all about him. And so he said, you have to, you may not like them, but you are required to love them and show respect for them or Christ in them, lest you be judged by God for touching him the wrong way. And so that's why it's really, really best to keep your mouth off the anointing. I've one of my mentors said that for years she works for a big ministry and she is just an awesome woman of god and the the first part is irrelevant it's irrelevant because her heart is just so pure but she was talking about keeping your mouth off the anointing she goes you don't know who's who in the kingdom hey connie hernandez good to see you glad you caught us this afternoon but yeah she taught me a lot about just not speaking anything not saying anything and and, and you know what? You don't have to say anything to people. I don't care about talking about people on here and saying names. That's, that's disrespectful. But you let God deal with people because he's their boss, not you. 
And so I've learned that early on from her. And so this is, it's interesting the times that we live in right now. So the Lord's saying part of loving people is even though they don't deserve it, you give them respect anyway. You disrespect them anyway, and you don't put your mouth on them. You don't put your mouth on them by calling their names out and things like that. But this is the new place we're at right now. And and we're wiping that off the table right now. We're not going to talk about that anymore. That's irrelevant. But we're learning how love does things. We're learning how what love says about things and how love is realigning us with his heart in order us in order for us to step into new firepower, into new love power. I'm going to call it love power. And, and there's something really cool about that because I used to walk in this place as a little kid before Jezebel came on the scene so flagrantly. And where it was so, I would, I would meet the most hateful people. I mean, bitter people, bitter people. And I just had compassion for them because life had treated them badly or they had made bad choices. I don't know. That's not my business. Their life, how they got where they were at was not my business. But I knew in that moment that I was with them, it was my business to love them. And I would just find myself having this compassion for these angry bitter people and I made it it was like a challenge for me to see how well I could love them and how well I could turn their heart back towards him him and so I would do these kind things for them to try to get them to to see Christ and it wasn't really I didn't even think about really that it was for Christ I just wanted them to feel loved and I wanted them to know that somebody loved them somebody loved them and so I'd find myself and people oh my god I'd have my friends telling me, have you lost your mind, Missy? And I was like, no, don't, don't you, don't you have a sense of compassion for people because you don't know what got them there. And so you find yourself doing loving things for people to try to hopefully turn them back to a loving God where they can find their way back home because you may be the only Jesus they ever see. And some people they're so, and some of them were very prideful They'd tell me, you know, I don't know, I don't want your da da da. I don't want you anything from you. And it's like, that's okay. And I'd just keep doing it. And I'd keep doing it quietly. <laughs> I'd slip coffee on their desk. Or I'd slip, you know, do something kind, buy them lunch, something like that. Didn't even tell them it was from me. They'd find out or whatever. Who cares? But you show them love in the most unlikely ways because you may be their last chance. And, um, and it's happened several times in ministry too, where you, where I've been used by God to extend love to people. And I would think to myself, you know, why God are you putting me in this position to minister to these people? They don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't care about what you have to say. And he said, just go anyway, Missy, do it for me. And so I'd go to do jail ministry and stuff like that. Um, and he'd give me hard words, hard, hard words for some of them. And some of them, the words that were hard sometimes uh, it was hard to see the outcome because some dis some disobeyed and some obeyed and the ones who disobeyed reaped the consequences of it and God was true to himself every time but the ones who do listen I mean that's what gets me excited because you see that heart renewed and you see that heart come back to him and they see uh, the proof in the pudding about it serves to serve love it serves to serve love. It, it's a wonderful thing when God's with you because then he takes and he cares for you and he protects you. And so, and it's a totally different thing too when you know love versus the spirit of religion in Jezebel because that's a different entity. And, and that's what scares me about today's society because I don't think they know the difference anymore. We're becoming, not we, I don't claim any type of... Uh, understanding with Jezebel because that's a foreign entity to me but I do see the difference in the way that truly loving people behave versus that spirit and so it's here to entrap you which is why we're here talking but this is so regardless of whether uh you're stuck in a spirit of religion the Lord's saying in this hour get over it I'm coming in with bold truth whether you're disrespectful or not and I'm on my way uh, to setting things that have been misaligned back into alignment with my with kingdom. That's what he's doing. And so he's coming back to set us free is what he's trying to do. The Lord's saying, be careful not to put your mouth all over people or all over the spirit of God on those vessels because you don't know who's who. 
And then the Lord's taking us into Jeremiah 33, 1 through 34, 22, the dreams at the end. So if you want to stay till the end, you can listen to the dream. But the Lord's saying, you can't shut me up. That's what he's saying. You can't shut me up. If something's of God, it's going to prosper. And so the Lord says, men may try to shut up God's servant, but they can't shut up God's word. They can't shut him up because the word comes to a prophet no matter where you're at, especially if your heart is open to the Lord. And the Lord says, you can't stop the word. That's that's what I think God is trying to show uh, the church. He's trying to show the occult. He's trying to show everybody he's here. And, and I really, really saw him show up this weekend. I was, I was flat. There's only been three times in my life where I've seen the weighty presence of God show up. And that was the third time. And we could barely stand up underneath the weight of it. Underneath the weight of him. It, it was just, I was so excited because that's the way I like to do church. I was like, yeah, let's do this thing. Come on. Bring on the signs, wonders, and the miracles. And I know he's bringing, bringing them back. I've been asking him about the signs, wonders, and the miracles. What happened from 20 years ago when they were just flowing freely in the signs, wonders, and miracles? What happened to that, God? He said, because I got tired of entertaining people. I'm not here to entertain people. I'm here to grow you up and to transform you more into my image. And if you're not here to be matured in him, and you're here just to build your own platform, build your own agenda, you're here for the wrong reason. Your heart should be to help other people get free, to find him, to start coming up and maturing and coming up alongside of you to build kingdom. Not yours, but his. His. So this is where we're at. And if your heart is open to the Lord, you can't shut him up. The Lord's saying sometimes here's a second message for those prophets. Because some of the prophets right now that are truth prophets, and I'm not the only one I know that. A lot of truth prophets. I'm seeing this happen to truth prophets right now. But he's got a message for you truth prophets out there who have been on the front lines of ministry. He's saying because what we're seeing are times like in the days of corrupt kings and queens who are always vying for power. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I'm a big history buff. And I love history on the kings and the queens. And I've been watching a show lately for the historical content of it. It just because it fascinates me. I like to travel and I like to learn about that. But they were major strategists and major manipulators. It's like they were always afraid of losing power. And so they were always manipulating people around them to stay in some. uh, They wanted to stay in good standing with those in power. But. What they were doing is they were compromising their integrity and what God really wanted to use them for. Because what the Holy Spirit started showing me, he said, you know, I had good kings and queens in power. Uh, Very rarely did you ever see it because everybody was usually caught up in the corruption. But when I went to Europe, he took me to Scotland and I went to Scotland, England, Scotland and Wales and got to go through Buckingham Palace and stuff. And then I went over to uh, Edinburgh. And I got to walk through their castle there in Edinburgh. And it's not, it's torn down. It needs refurbishing. But they'd just gotten their crown jewels back, like about three years prior from England, because England had taken over that monarchy. But what the Lord showed me was that the Scottish king and queen were the only Christian monarchy in Europe during that time. And so when they would go through battles, the king and queen were godly and they would pull all the townspeople up behind the castle walls to protect them. Unlike any other monarchy where they just left them to fend for themselves. And so this is where what we're seeing kind of like right now, where we're seeing people that are vying for power and they're doing whatever they have to do to get it. They'll sell their soul to the devil to get it. That's what a lot of them have already done, and they don't even know it because they're getting into spirits of religion, the spirits of Jezebel, which is the mother of religion, the mother of witchcraft, so it all operates together, and they don't even know they're caught up in it. And so they're manipulating their way in, or trying to manipulate their way into places God's not called them into. And God's like, you can't make that happen. Only I build a house. All those that build theirs alone labor in vain. And so this is why God's saying it's important to obtain my heart. It's so important for you now to obtain my heart. So if it's power you seek, Lord said, you're living in the wrong time period. You're living in the wrong time because it's never going to get you anywhere. You can get all the power you want, but the Lord says it won't ever make you into who Christ meant for you to be. And you'll never manifest destiny. 
because only God builds a house and all those that build those alone labor in vain. So learning about different tools and praying the right way will only make you into a clanging symbol because only true love is the answer in this hour. If you want to see God show up, that's what he's saying, which means you're going to have to learn his ways. And for some of you, you're so far away from God. Um, it's taken you, and this is what I'm concerned for even with America right now, because I look at how people behave in the level of narcissism. Narcissistic, or if you know anything about narcissism, Jezebel's a narcissist. Ahab was a narcissist. It's that spirit of manipulation and control where you're so busy and you're so determined to get your own way. No matter you, it, no matter if it costs you your soul. And it's like, so you're, you're on such a freight train to hell. You don't even know you're going there. And I have people like that in my own family. And I'm just like, wow. Not like I'm a prima donna, trust me. But I'm working on it. I'm asking him to work on me. And I'm open to him changing me. I hope you are too. But that's where he's trying to open America's eyes to. And I believe that's what this whole test has been about. Is to open our eyes as to how far uh, this country's gotten degraded. And gotten away from love and love's ways. And so if you don't think it's going to be a challenge to come back home you're kidding yourself you're kidding yourself because how many of you are already having a hard time that are stuck in the spirits of religion and jezebel you don't think you've got a problem you think you're, some of you are so full of pride you're like oh you know blow you know go blow blah 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 you don't know what you're talking about well go ahead keep on down the road you're going on let's see where you wind up but how is life working for you how's that working for you do you have firepower do you have firepower because if you don't something's wrong Something is wrong. If you're not willing to get your heart cleaned up, something is wrong. And I'm sorry for the brightness. My office window's open. But um, true love is the key in this. It's the key in this hour. And the heart that just goes after power is actually sick. It's a sick heart. If you've if you've struggled, if you've got the propensity in your bloodline, if you've had family members who have been power mongers and swindlers and things like that, that's a sick heart. That's a sick heart. It usually means the mind needs to be changed. And so we've got a lot of work to do, I think, as a nation in trying to lead this nation back to the warm, unconditional love of Christ, where they start learning about God's ways again, because it used to not be this hard to love. And, and that's where it takes a really strong heart for those of you who are coming back into love when you're having to learn to practice God. Ooh, that takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline. For the heart that has been away from him for a while. You're going to have to retrain your mind to do things. And it, it takes a lot of discipline to do that. Instead of reacting, you're going to have to learn to respond in love. And doing things the way that Jesus did them. So, this is probably why uh, God's saying quit trying to be your own God. And learn to follow the one true and living God. So that your heart doesn't wind up powerless falling prey to the devil. Because the devil loves where some people are standing right now. That's all his main objective is, is to get you sent to hell. He hates you because you're made in God's image. And it's the one way he can get back at God. And some of you, thank you, Holy Spirit. You want me to go there? I'll go there. There's a person that's, are, you, are they listening right now, Lord God? Okay, they will be. I'll put this on there for them. There's a person, I'm not going to say whether you're male or female, but you know who you are. You and your mother both have operated in the spirit of Jezebel, and you know you have a propensity towards that. You try your best, but you're like a warped arrow. You're a warped arrow. And everywhere you go in your family, you're hated. You and your mother are both hated. Because everywhere you go, you stir up strife. You stir up strife in church. You stir up strife in your family. And even your own husband. Well, I already said through your thing. I didn't mean to say that, but now that you know. But your own hus your husband... It, it's your marriage is it's a it's a it's a battle zone it's a battle zone and, and it's like everybody in your family walks on eggshells because of you because of your rage and, and you've got a rage issue lord says i'm not working i'm not walking on eggshells around you anymore it's in a, it's either going to be god's way or you're going to hit the highway says the lord but he's tired of this the lord says i see this person running on a football field and you're zigzagging all around the football field like you don't even know which way to run the ball. I'm not into football, by the way. But that's what I see on, on this, in the spirit right now. And I see you trying to throw the ball, trying to be in God's game. And the Lord says, 
You're only playing the game for yourself. You're not playing it for me. You're playing for the wrong team. Matter of fact, you're so playing for the wrong team, you're running the wrong way. So the Lord says, this word is for you today. He said, I'm telling you, if you don't stop, I'm going to remove you from the team. And you're not going to like how I do it. Because it's going to cost you mightily. That's for that person. But this is a season where God is saying, my truth prophets will conquer the lies of the false prophets. Are those who have gotten stuck at lower levels spewing their fleshly garb. Where righteousness can reign from the throne of David because those hearts have chosen to get right and get clean before a holy God and allow him to bring them higher into all truth. So reminding you of last Friday's Rev, there are two types of building projects going on right now. There's good and then there's evil. Which side are you building with? Only the Lord builds a house. And all those that build, there's alone labor in vain. Which camp are you building in? Because only the Lord, again, builds a house. If you're building in the flesh, you're building in vain. And the Lord says, even if you've walked with him for years, you can still be stuck in the flesh in a lot of different areas of your life and not even know it. See, God's not about age. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll go there. If you know anything about Saul and David, David was much younger than Saul. And David, it, it, he just worked on the backside of the mountain with his sheep. He tended sheep. He didn't even have any. He did not even have his eyes set on anything stoic or anything in leadership. He was just serving God, talking to God. And then he was called out from ministering to the sheep. Hello, remember when I, hear me, he was ministering to the sheep, talking to God. And his sheep, his eyes were on the sheep, but also on God. And he was called in by the prophet. And the Lord used the prophet to say, is it this one? Is it this one? Is Nope, 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 nope. It's this ruddy one over here. It's this dirty one over The one that doesn't look like they're much of anything. They're the ones that hey, will keep my sheep. He's been doing a phenomenal job over here with these sheep I've given him. So this is the one I want to prepare to be king says the Lord. So he was a nobody. And so Lord's saying, those are the two types of building projects I'm doing this hour. Those who are keeping God's ways or those who are keeping, uh, and he's, he's, a, he's attending to them. He's not keeping your ways. He's keeping his own ways. And so if you're building with words from an evil heart, your entire world's about to fall apart, says the Lord, because God's not obligated to keep a house and a life he didn't build. So that's that word for you. But Lord says it's because we're in a season where Jesus is teaching truly loving hearts to rule and reign in the earth as he uses their vessels to show the world how to come back to him. So if you're stuck in the flesh, especially as a leader, as a leader, or in any type of ministry, the Lord says, there, God has no alternative but to remove you if you choose to stay the same. And you may not like my words. Don't, don't get angry at me. As a voice piece. I'm just telling you what he's showing me before I get on these things. But that's a, I have no choice but to remove you so that others who are obedient can come in and help set my captives free. Because God's all about the sheep. He's all about the sheep. And he's looking for shepherds and for leaders who are willing to tend his sheep lovingly. And look out for the sheep. Not just build a house for themselves. And, and that's an old conversation. I'm tired of talking about it. No offense, Lord. But, but for front runners, this is key for you. What we're seeing in this hour are vessels in the past who tried to do the job in past seasons in the flesh. They tried to front run in the flesh. And because they were the only vessels available, God used them. And it's the same. as He'll do it with a man and a woman's vessel, too. If, if a woman's more available... I'm not trying to tap my own horn here either because um, I'm not sure I'm the one who's chosen. But it's whoever's available, who, whichever heart is the cleanest towards him. He's looking for clean hearts. He's looking for clean hearts. But the Lord says you cannot run or front run outside of true love. You can't do this in the flesh. You can't. You'll just run people right into your own religion, right into your own stuckness. Lord says so, I'm looking to set my captives free because Jesus was a front runner. 
And outside of his heart, there's no power for breakthrough. So how do you intend, if you're stuck in religion or stuck in the flesh, to break people through at your level of stuckness? How are you going to do that? Well, he's saying, whom I call, I qualify. Okay, that's the second, that's the first thing. The second thing he said is Ecclesiastes 6.10, where he stated that I predestined your calling before the foundations of the earth, meaning that it can't be changed. The king decreed it. It's done. What a king decrees is done. King Jesus is the king. So he's the one who predestined it. So the Lord says you might have broken through. A lot of people are fighting, and a lot of these leaders are fighting. The past shepherds, this is where you may get mad at me, but I'm going to tell you what he's saying. Pardon me. What's confusing a lot of leaders right now is that a lot of these shepherds, false shepherds, who have fivefold giftings because your gifts are irrevocable, and the way they they have fallen from grace, basically, and gotten behind because they've refused to get free. And so they connect to other vessels around them who are more free than themselves through a corporate anointing, which activates and helps to heighten their gifts. And so that's given them this false sense of, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. My gifts are still working. I'm still okay. I'm hearing God. Well, you are as long as you're plugged into those people. But you're not advancing on your own. What are you doing to get your own vessel cleaned up? That's what he's saying. So you might have broken through with a corporate anointing or though through the anointing of loving vessels connected to your own vessel in past seasons. But this season, each vessel is being called to come up higher because we're each accountable for what we choose to do and not do in the kingdom of God. You know, and that's manipulation and control. Believe it, that's Jezebel. That's manipulation and control where we think we're okay. You think you're okay. Until you get alone by yourself and your prayers aren't moving mountains anymore. And Lord's saying this is a season of accountability where all hearts are being inspected and judged for what they have done or haven't done in past seasons. The Lord says for the hearts that have been true. You have to ask yourself these questions. When you're alone with God. If you've been true to him. Or only looking out for yourself? What are you in this for? Why are you here? And, and this is actually because my whole family is in leadership in some capacity, in ministry in some capacity. And it's funny how we've all found ourselves having these conversations with our, our classes and the people that God's using us to teach. We have had to ask these people, why are you here? Why are you here? And, and, make, and there's no right or wrong answer. I tell them there's no right or wrong answer, but why are you here? What did you hope to get out of this when you entered into this? Did you come into it uh, looking to plug in alongside of somebody big, alongside of somebody that could help build your platform or that could, you could have this big, glorious platform, writing a few books and oh, you wanted to build a name for yourself and you were going to be somebody. Or are you here to serve and, and help the sheep? Why are you here? I don't know why that's moving across my screen. I'm sorry. But we had to ask these people that. And not that our people had that. Because our people are very, very, I like I like the people that we serve alongside. They're very, very honest and very down to earth. But you have to ask yourself that. And there comes a time in your walk that, you know, I can sit here and tell you this stuff all day long. But at some point, you're either hopefully going to get disinterested in watching me because your heart's in the wrong place and you just don't care. Or God's going to correct you and you're going to change. But you have to ask yourself, why are you serving God? Why did you come to Christ? Where you started? Can you go back to where you started? And Because for some of you leaders, I can sense about some of you, you started off in a great place and your heart was so sincere and you were fulfilled and you were, uh, you were helping a lot of people. And you've got to be able to identify where it got off and ask God, you've got to go back and repent. You've got to go back and say, Clean this up, God. Help forgive me for getting off track here. Clean this up because my heart really is to serve you and help your people. Because if it's all about you, you're already off track. You're already off track. It should never be about the speaker. You're just a vessel he chooses to use to flow through to help his people. That's the only purpose of a mouthpiece. That's all. 
That's all it is. It's it's not about and then and then it, I think it, it expands into how well you steward the sheep and how well you take care of the sheep as to how many sheep he can entrust to you. So take that for what it is and you take that up with God that that ministered to you. But for the heart that's been true, you have to ask yourself those questions because there are two types of relationships going on today. Lord showed me this. We're doing okay. The Lord says you're either bent towards evil and you're on the wrong, you're in the wrong stream or you're bent towards goodness and true love. And the Lord says, we're going to go to the evil first, but the Lord says God's moving on hearts to teach them about Jezebel and all of its intricacies and how it manipulates and its narcissism and all this stuff. And the front runner and how it's the front runner for the Antichrist. So again, if you struggle with manipulation and control of others, most likely your heart is being drawn through the apparatus of religion towards this evil. And it's a naturalism. It's a natural thing that's happened in America because for most Americans, at one point in time, and I, I'll even go so far as to say back in the 30s and 40s, I think that we were a country that was more down to earth and we were more others oriented. And we were service-oriented. Service we were always looking out for each other through love. It wasn't as hard to love. We were open to love. And and I remember, I remember back in 2000, I was literally mowing our grass. And I remember, and I think it was our city, because in Austin, it's a big witchcraft city. But I remember something just like whooshing past me. And I remember saying out loud, wow, that wasn't good. And I didn't know what it was. But looking back now, I think that it was witchcraft. And them opening up portals over the regions. And I know if it happened over this region, it happened over many regions over the nation to where they started networking and they started opening up portals to Jezebel coming in. And then I started just sensing the Lord starting to talk to me and telling me that thing's going to try to make its way up into the highest office in the land. Because the higher that spirit makes its way up, the bigger the platform it gets, the more people it can pollute. You know how it pollutes people? It pollutes people through its own bitterness of soul. Which is why God is demanding you get it cleaned up, or lest he remove you in this season. He's not putting up with it anymore. He's not putting up with that spirit dominating over his sheep and treating and, and, and conforming his sheep into the same type of narcissist that those vessels are. That's what some of the shepherds have become, a bunch of narcissists. And God's like, that's why I have to remove you. If you choose to stay the same, I'll remove you. And it's happening already. So. You have a propensity towards that unless you get free. And they have a hard time. These types of people have a hard time coming into deeper relating. You should have no difficulty if you're operating in the warm and conditional love of Christ. No, no problems talking about the deep things of God or hard issues with people. You just love people. You just love love flows. If the spirit bears witness with the spirit in you and another person, you just talk about what God talks about. That should be your norm. But if you have a hard time and you're a superficial heart and you just want to talk about I, 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 me, my, mine attitude, and it's all about you, all about you, all about you. How far can you take that relationship? That's pretty superficial and plastic, if you ask me. And so we have a lot of that happening in today's society. And so these people have a hard time in their relationships and coming deeper into Christ because they're superficial. They have a hard time loving and accepting others. They're always trying to fault find and criticize. They'll never be satisfied. That's why God's telling me, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, he said, don't even worry about people that are criticizing you on here. Don't worry about it because they're, they're always criticizing somebody. They don't even like themselves. Matter of fact, they have such a self-loathing. That's why they're always pointing the finger at other people because it keeps them from working on their own heart. They don't have to look at themselves when they're criticizing other people. And so... That's just typical of Jezebel. So the devil basically is creating a world of narcissists in his attempt at getting as many people sent to hell as possible because of the difficulty those that are stuck in this cycle. When you find yourself stuck in this cycle, it's hard to get out. It's very hard to get out of narcissism. Um, if this statement makes you afraid, you should be. Especially if you've been raised in the church because especially if you have no power in prayer, the chances are you're already being targeted by the devil, by witchcraft, and have been moving in this evil direction for a while. 
And until or unless you get free, you're not going to find any power soon. You're not going to, and it's not about the power. 86, that off the map. It's about love. But you're not going to find Jesus anytime soon because you're so stuck in an old way of doing things. You've got to break out of the mindset. You've got to break out of the heart conditions and find out what made you bitter. You've got to deal with seeds of bitterness, especially if you're a leader. Leaders should always be running to Christ every time you get hurt about anything because that can make you bitter or you get better. It's up to you. And you have a higher propensity to get hurt because of hurting sheep. So it's up to you to make sure you're responsible with your heart condition as you choose to serve the king. But this is why people get targeted. This is why especially leaders get targeted. And when you get into bondage to the enemy, you can try to escape. But the longer you wait uh, in getting free, the more difficult it's going to become. Hey there, how you doing? Um, So your bondage to sin helps the enemy because instead of having him do the dirty work against you, he's using you to do it, using you for your own destruction. That's why this level of witchcraft is becoming so serious that people understand what they're dealing with. They're not playing a game with you. You understand they're playing it. They're in it to win it. And so are we. And by the way, let me, let me just uh, inform them. We've read the end of the book. We win. So I'm not worried about the outcome. Because King Jesus is already there. He's omniscient. Your king won't ever be there. Little G. You serve a little G. Just, just a heads up on that idea. So let's move forward to the goodness and the true love of God where you have no problem. Those of you who have been faithful in getting free. You know, I, I thought it was crazy when God had me start this ministry and just constantly taking people through deliverance. Just constant deliverance. And I was just like, how much more deliverance can we go through, God? Really? How much more can we possibly go through? And God said, oh, you got a whole long way to go. You got a long way to go. And I was just like, oh my, are we in that bad a shape? Is it that bad? And, Lord, and he didn't explain it to me. He just said, just follow me. Just follow me, Missy. Just follow me. I'm taking you somewhere. And then I look back now. We're almost 10 years into this. And I'm just like, holy smokes. He really knew. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Because we're seeing that prove itself to be every bit true in how the love of God is showing up and the power of God is showing up. And, and I know he's taking us back into the science wonders of miracles. So I, I'm getting really excited because we saw them show up at the beach this last week. And so going back to you guys who have been obedient and getting free, Lord says, I'm bringing you into pure goodness into true love. Well, you're going to have no problem with God pointing out your weaknesses or getting deliverance and freedom because you don't have a problem with the deeper things of God. You already hunger after them and most likely because of your obedience jesus is ruling and reigning through you that's part of learning to rule and reign to help bring the life-changing message of spiritual health to help bring others back to christ which brings cleansing and peace where they too can rebuild what sin is torn down that's what he's all about he's all about rebuilding in a healthy way And rebuilding the way of Yahweh, not your way, not your way, his way. Because your ways may seem right to you, but they bring you to the places of death. So this is why God wants to get his people free from all witchcraft so they don't fall prey to the enemy's devices or matrixes that he's building through them. He's trying to get you to entrap yourself. You know what a matrix is? A matrix is something that entraps you and you never have any way out that's what he's doing it all in the natural and by the spirit he's trying to entrap you you've got to outmaneuver him and it's built through false building structures that entrap you spiritually so if you know anything about god he's not supporting brothers enslaving each other through words prayers acts and deeds he's all about being free in christ in love enslavements of the devil If that's your motive op, then you're already on the wrong track. So the problem, this is the problem in the body of Christ. And it's because the body of Christ is very, very fickle. They run to God when things get hard. It's like, it's a spirit of usury and entitlement, if you ask me. And then they blow God off when things get better. And God, if you know anything about him, he's all about sincere relationship. He doesn't want to be your second choice. He wants to be your first choice all the time. 
And he definitely wants your obedience through a vote, through devotion, instead of dependence on circumstances around you, which is what's happened to the body of Christ in this hour. It's happened to a lot of leaders. And now these people, it's interesting to me that they're finding themselves in these predicaments in the whole time. And this is why I say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord taught me a long time ago. As he spoke to me through a little bitty prophet and the, the guy, you're going to laugh at me when I tell you this, but this is the truth. I had a prophet speak to me and he probably couldn't have been more than nine years old. And I knew he was a true prophet and I got corrected. I was in a group full of people and I said something to somebody in the room and he turned around and he spoke the word of the Lord. And he didn't even know he was speaking for God, but I knew it was God. And I learned in that moment not to limit God. Not to limit him by age, not to limit him uh, by how long a person had been in church. Because if you know the voice of God, God said, my sheep know my voice and they only follow after me. And I had to go and I had to repent to the person I was talking to and say, you know, I was wrong in that. And, and I had an opportunity when that person got older, that little prophet got older because I got an opportunity to talk to them. And I told them, the Lord used you in my life back then to course correct me big time. And, and they laughed. I thought that was so funny. But that's how God does. So I don't limit God by the vessel. I, I, he can speak to you through a donkey's ass like he did Balaam. If, if you want to know the truth about it, God can use anybody. He can use your enemies to speak to you. So anyway, wow, I can't believe I just said that. So Psalms 89, 1 through 13. We're getting into the dream now. I'm going to get into that before we run out of time. Covenants. We're talking about covenants. Does God break covenant? Does he break covenant? You think God breaks covenant? I don't think he ever does. In fact, I know he doesn't. He never breaks covenant. And it may seem like he does sometimes, kind of like it does with America right now. And in this particular Psalms, it's Psalms 89, 1 through 13, where it talks about Ethan, the Ezraite, where it seemed like God had been unfaithful to him. And he's like, you know, God, it doesn't seem like you're with me right now. It doesn't seem like that you're doing what you said you were going to do and it feels more like we're walking in this place of blindness not knowing which way to go next that's what i feel like a lot of leaders are saying right now what do we do now where do we go now what do you want us to do now a lot of prophets are saying that a lot of sheep are saying that and they're they're exhausted they don't they don't have the wherewithal to stay on track i'm not trying to dog anybody i'm just telling you the truth it's hard to stay on track when you're already tired. Okay, so I'm going to encourage you. If you're listening to this, most likely God is having you listen because he's equipped your vessel before you were born to handle this level of warfare. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm thinking, you know, God, en enough already. Enough already. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get this thing going. Because I, I want to get into the good stuff. I want to get into the happy stuff. But you've got to choose to be happy even before you get there. You understand? You've got to choose to be joyful even before you get there. You've got to choose to believe him even before you get there. So could it be then that you're in a test of faithfulness? Could it be? Because this leads me to the dream that I had at the beach where I, I knew... It was for the, the dream was for the entire country where I was taken in a room by a military personnel to identify this fake person in the White House. And I knew he was a fake. And I knew the speaker was a fake. The speaker of the house was a fake. Um, and I looked right at him because the person who was a fake, who was the fake leader, had a mask over their face, which identifies with the church right now. A lot of people wearing masks right now. And I looked up at the at his face and I ripped off and I said, you're not so-and-so and you know you're not the true leader. And I said, you're not who God called you to be. You're not supposed to be here. And so then I looked at the speaker and I had them down and I was just telling them every name in the book, basically calling them every name in the book. I'll just be front. Mia Copa, Mia Copa kind of a thing, but forgive me. That's what I did. And they were had this jewelry on the floor and they were digging through all their little jewels or whatever. And I said, and you look at me when I'm talking to you. I said, you've hurt a lot of people with your, your greed and your, your superficiality and your determined to do things your own way. 
and you've hurt a lot of innocent people. And, and this is kind of like 85% of the church right now who wears a mask of plastic, lacking authenticity. When I ripped the mask off and I told him when I told him, I knew that it had to do with the church and with all the mountains. And that they were like rattlesnakes who deserved whatever God gave them because they were all Jezebels. The dream switched. And I was then taken, this has to do with the church as well. I was then taken <clears throat> by the military and they said, you've been selected to take this obstacle course. And I saw this huge door open up and I went in and it was like being on a ride. This is, sounds crazy, but I was walking and it was all dark. It was all black. I couldn't see where to go. I couldn't sense anything. I couldn't discern anything really. I just had to trust God. I just had to trust what God had told me. And I knew that God was faithful. I thought God doesn't lie. I just know he's going to get me through this. I don't know how. I don't know when he's going to do it according to Romans 10. 10. So, pardon me. So I went through this huge door and then the dream switches. And I was in a car with another military personnel. And I started telling him in my prior two experiences with the fake in the White House and the fake speaker and the obstacle course. And I was telling about my family's history and background. And I was just about to ask him why God had allowed that to happen to me. And then someone came in my, my room and they woke me up. <laughs> so I was like, I was, I was just about to get answers. But the Lord said, you got enough. You got enough. But what I sense the dreams mean for the body is that I sense that God has taken the body through a testing to where we're all being challenged to see if we can differentiate between the truth and lie, the truth in what's being preached to us, and also in the spirit, whether, whether it's in the natural or by the spirit, we're, we're differentiated between the truth and the lie. We can discern it and know what's real and what's not real, as well as in the spirit, if we know what's real and what's not real, um, what's of God, what's not of God. That's that part of the dream. Um, and then our faith right now is on an obstacle course of having to walk blindly only trusting in what God has told us months ago through truth prophets about our own personal lives, about our nation. We're taking God at his word. We're having to learn to take God at his word. And are you going to believe God or are you going to get stuck in your flesh? Again, if you haven't gotten delivered, you're going to have a little bit more challenge in doing this. I mean, coming into higher levels of love or staying stuck and going nowhere. Then the Lord says, are you going to implement what you've learned to date or are you just going to talk about it? Never seeing anything come to pass because this is the difference of where God is taking the body. Ooh, I got a whole lot of witchcraft outside my window right now. A lot of big old grackles. Ooh, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. They don't like this. Woohoo! We're doing something right. <laughs> and the devil that gathered all this right, right, they're right outside my window. This is amazing. Like not just two or three, I'm talking about 15. Oh my goodness. Wow. The devil and you can go to you know where. So are you going to just do the same old, same old? Are you going to actually do what God's taught you in past seasons to where you can actually stand up? Because a lot of you people, I'm going to tell you leaders out there something. I'm telling you this with all the love in my heart. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any of you. I'm not trying to be unloving. I, I, I want everybody to succeed because right now we're in such, I'm not going to say we're in perilous times, but yeah, sort of, and we need everybody. And so I believe that God wants everybody to stand up and I'm asking some of you, please be willing to get along with the Lord and ask him, go back to your, when you were doing really, really well with the Lord and ask the Lord, where did, where did the enemy get in? Repent. Repent. Ask God to help you stand up quickly. Stand up quickly. And I'm going to be praying for you. I really want you to know that. Because we need everybody here right now doing what God's trying to help this nation do. But are you going to go back and do what you used to do? Or are you going to stand back up and do what Christ is calling you to do so you can make a difference in the body. Because this is where God's taken the body of Christ. And this is the difference between those who will succeed in this hour 
and those who will stagnate. Trust me in this. This is what he's saying. So he's trying to show us that he is faithful, but are we? Are you? Even when you can't see, even when you can't hear, even when it doesn't look like things are going your way. Because if you'll get out of your ways and step into his way, you'll step back on the path of Yahweh. So if you've read this passage about Ethan, who was struggling with understanding that when God makes covenant, he doesn't lie. He keeps covenant. He's sometimes just waiting for us to realign so that he can fulfill it. Unless we break it. That's the only covenant can be broken is if we break it and separate ourselves away from God and start serving other gods. But it's up to us to continue to walk with him through the test to make sure it's complete. We have to choose to finish. I can't finish your test for you. God won't finish it for you. The test is yours alone to take. Which brings us to Proverbs 25, 23 through 24. And it states this, and this is for people who operate, in my opinion, through Jezebel. These are for people who operate in their own ways. Again, it's either your way, you're going to stay stagnant, or you're going to try it a new way. And if you've been doing it your way and it's not getting you anywhere, how's that working for you? Because God wants you to get in the game and start learning how to run the ball the right way and quit playing for the opposing team and making points for them. Some of you are doing a glorious job of throwing the ball the wrong direction and running it the wrong direction. And then you're over the in, in the end zone going, yay, yay, look at me, look at me, I made a field goal, I made a touchdown. And, and God's like, what an idiot. You just made a point for the opposing team. Shut up. You look like an idiot. Just being honest. Proverbs 25, 23 through 24 states this as we wrap this up today. I want to thank you guys for listening to the uh, 15 minute read, but it states the north wind driveth away rain. So doth an angry countenance or a backbiting tongue. But it's better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Meaning you can't get away from people who just want to fight all the time. Um, and somebody's already showing you their character when they're starting to backbite and they're starting to show their own things that they haven't gotten free from. Again, are you willing to deal with your own heart? In order, and, and I don't want to, I'm not even talking about what God wants to give to you. Just stop getting focused on stuff. That passes away. Your focus right now, if you get like, if you develop the wisdom like Solomon, Solomon, the reason why he was a brainiac was because he was pretty insightful about if he asked for the right thing, he got it all. He got it all. So wisdom will take you a long way, right? Wisdom will take you a long way. That's what God's trying to get us to get in this day and hour. So, I hope you're encouraged today. I want to thank our sponsors again, Margaret Rowe. I hope you're out there listening. We love you. Faith Clicks, Karen Ald, we love you guys too. Smack Talk Radio, thank you all so very, very much for everything you do for us. But we want to thank you guys for listening. I'm a day late. I, I realize it. I gave you the background. I was trying to do it on Friday, but I was having a hard time with technology down by the beach. And you know what? It worked anyway. But he is, he's moving you right along through. You're, you're doing fine. You're going to be fine. If you just get honest with him and get honest with yourself, get beyond yourself and humble yourself so that he can set you free of a few things. If, if some of you, I think some of you, you start off, we start off passionate when we start walking our walks with the Lord. But then when things get old or dull, that's what I kind of sense happening by the spirit. Right now people have dull heart. They have dull hearts. And when you get dull, is when you lose focus. And so God is saying, I need you, even if you're exhausted, make yourself ask me, order my focus, order my feet, order my heart, order my thinking. Psalms 37, 23. Let God order these, order your way forward so you don't miss it. And until then, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday because we're going to have another rev on Friday and we'll continue the conversation then. But until then, you guys have a blessed rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.